Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 109, Episode 2 of Dirt Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's share consciousness and say, officially off the top, fuck the Koch brothers and fuck Fox News. Fuck Fox News. It's Tuesday, November 19th, 2019. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Jumpin' Jack O'Brien loves cold gas, gas, gas. That is courtesy of Dr. Studley Batman. Uh, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. It's Miles Gray with some presidential, a.k.a. candidate, a.k.a.s, a.k.a. Alita Spliff Warren, a.k.a. Bernie Zanders, a.k.a. Tulsi Dabbard, a.k.a. Michael Schroomberg, a.k.a. Can Brew Yang, a.k.a. Joe Hyden, a.k.a. Zamala Harris, a.k.a. Yeetsawoo Judge, and a.k.a. Alori <laughs> Bucatini. Woo! Uh, yeah, I think the last one was a Cory Booker on Bucatini. Okay, I don't, I'm not sure what the other part was. Oh, yes, I do. Uh, honestly, the... <laughs> Yeats. Look, Yeats I'm not affiliated, but wow, wow, <laughs> the best. Wow, that is from just TDZ, aka's Trite Gang. Damn Trite Gang. Yeah, come Bring on with it. it. People, people are doing battle in my mentions with these punny aka's. They're good. Seeing the best, the best right now. Uh, well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Lydia Popovich. Hi, guys. Welcome. What's up? Welcome hello, hello, back, hello, Lydia. Hello, thanks. Yeah. It's good to be back. We are thrilled to have Lydia back. Yeah, this is awesome. I was thinking about you guys too. Great. You know, just dreaming, just like, (laughs) when will they call? You know what I mean? (laughs) God. Uh, How have you been? Pretty well, actually. Pretty well. Had myself a little bit of a summer. Had a good time. Okay. Went to Hawaii. Whoa. Spent time in H-A-W-A-I-I. Didn't tell jokes. Did like a real, like a real for real vacation. Oh, do you normally be like, I'll do a little half vacay, half work? Yeah, because then you can write part of it off. Right. You know what I mean? But I was like, no, but then you also end up like spoiling your vacation yeah sure you're, sure. you're not saying working. you just refuse to tell jokes the whole vacation to anybody right i frowned <laughs> you just frowned time. the whole time yeah people wow. are like aloha and i'm like yeah aloha yeah, yeah. mahalo mahalo, mahalo. Just, yeah. ha, ha. Very, very funny, funny. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> asshole just you really walking good. around like, Mai Tai's not going to make me happy, yeah. sir, all right? I yeah. dare you. All right? <laughs> Another margarita. Let's see if I turn this sunshine on, okay? <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw yeah. your vacation photos on IG. It was like you like in a like nice yacht with a drink, frowning. Just Yeah, you miserable. at a luau, miserable. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yeah, you in a helicopter tour of a volcano, just crying. Yeah, everybody's in grass skirts. I'm just in a raincoat. Like, like, oh, God, this <laughs> is irritating. Get me out of here. Yeah. Uh, oh, it was great. It was fantastic. Well, Lydia, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. Moment. First, cool. we're going to tell our listeners a few of the things we're talking about. Uh, we're going to talk about the uh, the only holiday gift giving yep. guide that you need, mm-hmm. uh, aka Oprah's favorite things for affected white people. Uh, the new Goop uh, gift guide. They they even acknowledge ridiculous holiday gifts. Uh, oh, they say it's ridiculous. I think so. Yeah. Okay. But you know. Uh, they, they, it feels very on brand for Goop. Some of these right. items. Yes. It's like, are you a one percenter who dabs? <laughs> <laughs> then you need this three thousand dollar machine. Uh, we are just gonna brush over the impeachment stuff real Girl, quick. Talking about impeaching this creep. We're gonna talk about uh, what was a scary moment for all of us mm-hmm. uh, over the weekend when our dear leader 
uh, made an unexpected trip to the hospital. Gasp. Uh, just phase one, though. Just we were just hoping one. that he was going there to just grace children and you know who were suffering from debilitating illnesses with his presence and cure them. Uh, but apparently, that's not what was going on. Well, it depends on who you believe. Right. If it's a liberal media, maybe it was a health scare. If it's him, he cured someone's blindness. Yes. Uh, Joe Hyde, judge, or no, sorry, Joe oh, Hyden, there you go. Uh, <laughs> uh, proved that did not earn that uh, nickname. No, over the weekend, we'll talk about that. He's with uh, a take older than him. Yeah, on weed, centuries, <laughs> literally centuries older old. than him. Yes, I was impressed. Actually, we're going to talk about uh, throw back. Yeah. Trump <laughs> going down and saving the Republican Party in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, Oops. that did Oops. not happen. Mm. I thought I thought that was going to be a bigger news story. But uh, no, there's just well, there's I guess so it's much. just getting common. Yeah. So many L's being taken. Yeah, so in many L's you thought local elections. Uh, Trump is, you know, we, he came out with that. Uh, what is I still think it's probably Daily Zeitgeist's favorite soundbite of him. Uh, oh, just one one time about the yes. dangers of vaping. Yes. innocent children, and they're coming home and they're saying, "Mom, I want to vape." Mom, I want to vape. Mom, I want to vape. But, so bad. <laughs> uh, apparently, he is going, he, he got, a big vape got to him. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that. Yep. We're going to talk about Pompeo feeling the heat from Trump. And then we have a big, long, conceptual piece on rap. Yeah. Uh, it's just, that will be rapped yeah. by Miles and I. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. No, it's just, just about the, the idea of rap as sort of a, a ethos uh, that- Brings about I change think, or more in more, society. It's like America's the one export that is going to other countries and causing problems culturally, or yes. like it's subverting, helping to subvert a lot of. Uh, well, not yeah. It's, yeah. it's a first of art form. Yeah, and we're seeing it all around the world. Uh, but first, Lydia, before we get to any of that shit, we like to ask our guests what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are. I looked at my search history this morning. Okay, uh, three things came up. Uh oh. Uh, they're all hilarious. I love it. Okay. okay. Uh, number one was two caskets. <laughs> like, a, two is that caskets. a rapper? No, no. Uh, <laughs> oh. it, it could be. Yeah. But two no, like, caskets. literally two caskets. Why was, two? Like a uh, discount? No, because I now I was trying to remember. I, I saw something funny and was like going to try to meme, and it was like something, something, where will they be? And then I was like, oh, I wonder if I can find a funny picture of two caskets. And uh, then was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't find what I wanted. It was a failed joke. You okay. couldn't find Basically. two caskets? Oh, I found two caskets, oh, okay. but I realized everything I was doing was an extremely poor taste. <laughs> yeah, you're like, like okay, yep. Mm-hmm. I just was like, maybe this is funny for stoned Lydia right now, <laughs> right, but right. like the internet and your future career, this might yeah. be something you delete That might later. be for drafts. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I just, I let that go. Uh, and then it was uh, lots of land for sale, Tennessee. Sick. Because uh, I am looking. It's my favorite town. Like that Tennessee. I'm looking. I'm looking for some land in, in Eastern Tennessee. So yeah, yeah I'm really? looking for that. I legit. It's talk to Billy Wayne Davis. Uh, property is is very cheap. I'm looking in Lewisburg, outside of Nashville. It's, okay. Hmm. I want some acres. I want some acres. Is that to be closer to your dear Dolly? Um. Yes and no. Okay. You know, it's. I just. It's a peaceful place. Yeah, I've been yeah, making yeah. Years and years of trips out there for the last ten years, and I've realized that every time I'm there and I'm in the country. I'm extremely happy and at one with myself. But you are, I, you, I'm remembering correctly, you're a massive Dolly oh, head, yes, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Are, are your trips out there Dolly related? Yes, 100%. Okay, so in a way, Dolly is the gateway Completely. person 100%. opening the gateway to the state of Tennessee. Yes, exactly. Okay, got you. And I've, it's forced me to spend time there because I've gone there to see her and then I've tacked on other time and I've just, 
just amassed a great a great love. Do and you it's think quiet. it's the idea of Dolly that is putting you at ease, or it's a combination of Dolly and the land? Do you think just objectively that land is is speaking to you? Objectively, it is beautiful and mm-hmm. it's definitely speaking to me. Got it. But I wouldn't know what it was unless it was for Dolly Parton. Got so it. for sure, like it's intrinsically built into that. Bless like, her. Now I feel yeah. like we're going through a Dolly Partonissance. Oh man. Oh yeah. Uh, Big of time. sorts. What, Big ha- time. As somebody who's been. You know, a on, day one, a, yeah, a day one, singing the praises, mm-hmm. but the, the Johnny Appleseed of Dolly Parton, as yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> how, how does that make you feel? You... Uh, I'm filled with joy. Oh, yeah. because it's so wonderful to see her get the reverence and her to have uh, the opportunity to shine all of the serious lights on herself of all the different aspects of how wonderful she is. Right. And I feel like it's helping people open their eyes and see beyond the stuff that I'm always talking about. Got it. And it's interesting because I have so many people that know me and know that I love her. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten so many messages and so many texts right. and so many DMs like, oh, my God, like I kind of understand why you're like. I didn't get it before, but now I get it. Yeah. So it's nice to, you know, I mean, I could give a shit if anybody knows or cares how much I love her because I love her and I right. know what joy she right. brings me. But it's it's nice to see other people see how great she is. And For whatever reason, the last 18 months has been. It's because of her. That's the power of Dolly Parton. This but, is a bitch working. She has so many projects coming out. Right. It's not an accident. Right. She's a freaking genius. No, I'm saying it must be one of those moments, though, for all those irons she had in the fire or like, or, you know, the seeds she's putting down there now starting to all bear yeah. fruit simultaneously. Like, well, what the fuck? She's on a NASCAR. Wait, she got this other yeah, thing. She got this. Exactly. Because yeah. she knows she's like, I'm 72. I got to make this matter. She's doing all this visual stuff so it's like a lot of work up front and then it's just press tours boom and it rallies all in it she's still on her two-year cycle like she it is so masterful it's i i don't even know what to do about it i feel it. like she needs to hire you oh my god you, to run from, she's building her own uh film and tv studios right now so i'm like plotting in my head right oh, now. oh shit yeah there you like go. Run how that she slate. needs to You're hire like, me yeah, yeah I'll, do, I'll get coffee i don't care whatever mm-hmm. you need bitch i'll organize those wigs you let <laughs> yeah. me know i am here for you <laughs> i'll clean that i'll steam you know? clean the wigs i'll be walking around with wig tape instead of gaffer's tape let's Boom. do this shit i'm ready i'm mm. ready i have the knowledge blessed I have the tenacity what is something you think is underrated Staying at home. Staying uh, at home. I love staying at home. Mm-hmm. I love it so much. Mm. I don't. Even, I was trying to remember what I said last time I was here, and I might have said the same thing. But even so, <laughs> I really want to stress to people: don't leave your house for mm. what? Forever. Why do you have to go? The people are all excited about like the weed cafe. You can go smoke weed at this place. It's trash. You know what I can do at my house? I can smoke, smoke weed, weed at my yeah. house. Yeah. I can go to the bathroom at my house. I can sure. order as many snacks as I mm-hmm. want at my house. And not have to pay thirty-five dollars to rent a bong. This exactly yeah, the idea right. of renting a bong is straight bonkers. Yeah, to me. I can't. The second it was, so uh, engineer Daniel went to that cafe. Oh yeah, and I was like, just tell me how many people are taking dumbass selfies in there. Not as many, yeah. but when we looked at the menu, I was like, this is, yeah. this is antithetical to my entire yes. being. The yes. idea of everything rubbed me the wrong way. Yep. Yeah, the bring your own weed, but everybody at the table has to pay thirty bucks. Yo, what? Get the fuck up on out of here for what? For, for what? Hey, meet me literally in this parking lot. Watch we're me smoke for free. outside right now. Yeah. yeah, right in front of your face. Bye. And you guys Later. are not gonna like my weed cafe bonkers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So bonkers. yeah, I say stay in the house. Yeah. It's underrated. Ah, ah, it's fucking great. Ah, ah. Staying at home. Staying, staying at, at home. home. Mm. Mm. Yeah, what is man. something you think is overrated? Leaving the house. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this weed cafe. <laughs> Leaving the house is crazy. Don't do it. Uh, I promise you. Um, leaving the house is true, but I say overrated is a complicated coffee order. Mm. Like, I know everybody likes what they like, but like, if you're out in public and you're ordering a coffee, keep it simple, stupid. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, wow. don't, maybe don't go crazy. Maybe, what do you think? What's, what is the, is there like an ingredient, um, like three modifications and you wilding out or is it two? I think, th- I think three or four. Like, I think you can I specify a milk. 
Okay. I think in this day and age, that's totally fine. Very acceptable. Yes. I think you should be able to specify a sweetness. Okay. Totally fine. Like if you like your coffee sweet Mm -hmm. or not sweet, if it's that situation. Although honestly, you're a grown up. Get some sugar packets, handle that shit in your own, bitch. Wow. Right. Why are you slowing yeah. it down for everyone? Yeah. yeah. But okay. like, hey, I get it. Maybe you have a syrup. You know sure. what I mean? I'm sure. a syrup lady. So Seven like, pumps. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Seven pumps. I, Ooh, whatever. Discussing how many pumps. Is that too is many pumps? Thing. I mean, yeah, I just don't well. want to ta- ever talk about it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just never a discussion point. A note. Uh, nobody should ask ever how anytime many how many pumps right. are involved yeah. in anything. Um, yeah. And I think that's kind of it. And if you want it hot or cold. Right. right. Like, so what's a superfluous ask? Like. Light ice, no uh, ice, room. Room. Like, can I have room? Like, leave room. Uh, oh, leave for, room for, for milk. more well, milk. Or like, when, I want a, I want a, a grande and a vente cup. I want a, oh, like complicated stuff like that. Like specifications of like too hot or too like milk. Yeah, like, sure. right. I want the milk hot, but like not foamy. But like, but in between, like, just yeah. in that place where like the or fat might separate. Yeah, yeah. like right. multiple syrups. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Are you okay it, with sprinkles? Sprinkles, what Drake? sprinkles, <laughs> like 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 cinnamon sprinkles or like oh right, oh, right. Like sprinkles or turmeric sprinkles shit on your own actual right. literal sprinkles. They literally is it because people right were straight up abusing all the free cocoa powder and shit that they're I like, hey, so. you know what, fam, people we're gonna like, do it back here. here. They're like, yo, we're making mochas out here. Yeah, literally, I'm like, yo, just give me water. Yeah, I'm gonna mix it up with this cocoa powder. I got it. I got yeah. it. I'm gonna make some horchata. See, I wish I I only I just drink cold brew if I ever drink coffee, and That's it comes simple. out of a Kirkland signature can, yeah. so I keep it pretty. You're you a real one, Miles. I'm yeah. a real you simple a real one. one. Yeah, <laughs> but he actually, when he goes to Starbucks, he demands that they put it in a Kirkland uh, First? cold brew can, can. Yeah, and they're like, we don't have one. Like and a, I said, yeah. in a fucking cold brew Kirkland. And he just can. hands them an empty one. Yeah, yeah. when I go, you know, it's like just let me get that nitro sweet cream. Boom, done. That's still one word. I'm cool. Yeah. That seems that it's like a thing that's on the menu. You're not in this bucket I brought. Right. What would you say? (laughs) With fair trade milk. What would you say with extra ice? Do you think that's too much? Extra ice? I mean, I think that's too much. Like, what's wrong with you? Well, you're also, you're doing yourself a disservice by getting extra ice. The volume of liquid that's going to fit in there uh, is not it. They're already cheating you. I like to get an ice cream headache. Just drink it real fast. You know what? I'm kind of that with espresso, though. I yeah. like really ice cold espresso with yeah. no sugar and no milk, and I will just oh wow take it to the head. Right. I, that is a kind of a great liquid feeling. nitrogen. Yeah, yeah. So you're just like Meh. yeah, like, it's like break my <laughs> esophagus. Yeah, it's pretty so much cool. like other than like inhaling it. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. It's the best way to really get yourself jacked up. Okay, in the but so would you make an exception like all all of these things on their own as one thing would be okay, but people who come in and are like three pumps. Dusting of nutmeg. Yeah, fuck room, that guy in the face. Put it wow, yeah. right in the face. I want a small and a venti. Yeah, because then I he feel like- He would never say small, though. He would say tall. No. Yeah, it'd no, be no, a no, tall no, and a venti. No. But I still feel like that's you are trying to exhibit some sort of power over the person taking your order. Right. Like, at some point, it becomes like, okay- did you? you had how many me. brothers Dance and sisters did you have? Like, yeah. were, did your mom never pay attention? Like, did right. you always get it cut into squares when you really wanted it in triangles? Like, that would be interesting. What are you working out right now that you I, have to be so effing specific? That would be wild. You watch people at Starbucks, and they're like, "Sir, can I actually and get you involved in a quick survey?" Yeah, I just right. want to find uh, out what was your what was your childhood how, like? How little were you touched as a child? Yeah, like, like, oh, <laughs> contact hours. Never yeah. heard of them. No. Oh yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> contact, my uh, contact I got from my mom smoking weed <laughs> yeah, a lot. Does, is this triggering holding this single key on a chain or yeah. a shoelace? Is this is this at all <laughs> right. triggering? And this yeah. old dirty Adidas lanyard. <laughs> that was my key. I feel like those people are also like they want to be down. 
like yes. really bad yeah. with the Starbucks people, so they like adopt the lingo. Right, Whereas, like, like Starbucks the Starbucks is... people adopt that <laughs> lingo true. because it's, it's just, shorthand for it work efficiency. To, right, right, it's work yeah. efficiency. But like when you do it, it's just yeah. I gotta believe that they're like, all right, buddy, thanks. Like it's that's what I mean. Like right. it's demeaning enough. That or I they have don't to pump do half in. the shit. They're like, you can say that, but I bet I you you care. won't even know. Yeah, right. Be, like when, or like I've heard somebody the other day like telling like, what is it when they they pull the shot long? Oh, you know, no. there's like dopio something or like See, all the like, like the fancy C-3PO. words. It right. was something like, and he was like, I want a Alfredio freaking blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I was like, and me and the fucking barista were like, you want what, sir? Like, yeah. <laughs> we, huh? like, we looked at each other like, what is this fucker talking know, about? Bro. And then he was like, I want the long pull. And he's like, it's Starbucks. It's a machine. It pulls. <laughs> like, and yeah. I was like, I love this guy so hard right now. Fam, it's a machine. I can, I'll press the yeah. button for a long time. Boom. Long shot. Done. Got it. Got it in. Uh, what is a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Um, here's two. Not such a myth as a misnomer. Uh, legalization of marijuana and decriminalization of marijuana are not the same thing and are not synonymous. Mm-hmm. Boom. Uh, and then the second thing is is that people think that Dolly Parton's arms are covered in tattoos, and that's why <gasps> she wears long sleeves all the time. They are not. In truth, she does have tattoos that are along her torso. She's got little flowers and little butterflies, which cover scars and other things that she didn't really want to have. But she does have tattoos just on her torso, okay. not on her arms. Tor tats. Yeah. And she recently confirmed that in Good Morning America, like a week and a half ago. Did she show the tats? Or she she did them? not. Although there was a picture on Instagram this year where she was wearing a mess shirt and she was on a nail salon in the valley and you can see him through the shirt. And in like, the valley out here? Yeah. What is she doing out here? She's been going back and forth. She's putting all this stuff on Netflix. She's been oh, producing she's different do, things. Damn. This was around Grammys time I too. Need to catch Dolly was... Parton in the Valley, dude. Like, who are you telling? In my kingdom, God. In my queendom, I guess now. Man, <laughs> yeah, I lost my shit. That's like the first time I like really lost my. You're shit like, what fucking nail salon is this? Exactly. I right. was like, I will. I can put these bitches' faces into like. I'm gonna call that dude from Catfish that can Google faces right. and find out where these bitches work and yeah. just make appointments anytime <laughs> I know she's in town. Boom. They're like, what do you want? I'm like, just do my nails like over and over all day. All I will just I will live here, here for 24 day. hours. Yeah. Just keep doing the sets over and I can over. clean up at night if you yeah, want, as long as I can be in here. Re-nail these, like, redo these polishes? Like, yeah. Got you. <laughs> got you. I'm here. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of queens, guys, uh, it's time to talk speaking about my Chris. queen, Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> uh, bless up. Yo, that would be a sick t-shirt, like the, <laughs> oh like the candelas they have for like right. saints. Yeah. But you have one with Gwyneth Paltrow. Oh, my God. Actually, no, nah, fuck that. My coolest cousin. Because I know somebody will wear that. I'm like, get the fuck out. My coolest cousin was in a band called Kill Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> hey, that's wow. the widest thing ever. Kind of also great. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to everybody on that band. All right. So Gwyneth's uh, website, Goop, put out the ridiculous but awesome gift guide. Uh, and it's it's something. There's prefab <laughs> homes in uh, there. Uh, uh, but, but I want to read one of them to you. Uh, w- one... Uh, the Journey to Nature's Edge Expedition. Wait, where uh, is that? It's an expedition. It's in the Oh, there it is. First so there's a polar bear on it. Polar bear. Is that uh, a book? A journey to... No, no. It's a literal it's, expedition, It's an expedition. Right? Uh, I want to read the description. Uh-huh. Momentum Adventure from $1.3 million for 12 months of trips. So fr- starting at 1.3. So... It's basically $100,000... Per trip, per sure. It month, seems like at, a great price. Yeah, I, it's like they thought you were going to say, "Sure, that seems like a great price," but they lure you in with the extras, and it's also, not just like one point three million dollars. <laughs> right. What's wild to me is says twelve endangered species focused trips. 
to be spread out or taken all at once. So mm. like, you're going to massively expand your carbon footprint to like get to one yeah. of these places and be like, yeah, man, it's fucked up. This polar bear probably going to die. All right, let's get out on this fucking jet. <laughs> right. Like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and are you going to travel for 12 continuous months or is it like one week in a month that you're slowly like being part of the problem? Yo, this is like, on, this is literally the kind of travel website, the fucking, the, the Roy's from succession look at exactly because you know there's like levels to travel and shit and i'm like i would never have heard of anything like this but when you look at this website every picture does to miles point have like a big gas guzzling like non-energy efficient vehicle right it's just Just like plowing here's a big gnarly four-wheeler monster truck a helicopter with all the gas yeah (laughs) fucking up (laughs) fucking up ancient cacti with your big ass tires here's pristine nature wouldn't you want to fuck it up with your awesome four-wheeler well when they talk about it momentum adventure specializes exclusively in bespoke luxury adventure travel we only run a limited number of experiences a year guaranteeing a personal level of service from beginning to end i'm like i've never even read a business we can only find a few humans that are willing to participate in the man hunt (laughs) who have completely Completely compromise their dignity in the name of profit. We got caught last year for doing fine. <laughs> yeah, we got caught for letting our people kill a polar bear just for shits. Now, I don't want it to seem like all of these gifts are okay, uh, unreasonably right. expensive. Mm-hmm. They have a really cheap one for $99, a dehydrated caviar bar. Uh, we... For it looks like a candy bar, it looks like but a black it's brick a, of coke or something, right? But it's actually caviar. Oh my god! And then just a line below that, uh, they're like, "But you're not really gonna want that." They have special reserve Kaluga Husa hybrid, uh, Petro Russian, sixteen thousand f- for Ooh. one kilogram of what? caviar. Uh, That's uh, yo, uh, fuck get a here. brick of caviar. Yeah, right. Wow, just fucking moving bricks like a Dude. mason. This so wait. This isn't a joke. This is she's acknowledging that it's ridiculous, but it's awesome. Meaning like overpriced. Well, I but guess there's it. levels, right? Because then you go to like the the one for men, and it's like check out this bespoke muddler made right. of wood or oh, okay. a four thousand dollar Rolex. I mean, it's still. I feel very much if you are in this mindset of like I have so much disposable income. Like, sure, what's a what's a hundred dollar water bottle that's also a foam roller for my. You know, bespoke muscle classes. On the real, though, if a bitch bought you a muddler, what would you say, Miles? I would be like, fuck you, man. You think I'm that corny? A metal, a muddler? I can't even say. I'm like, it keeps on coming out meddler because I'm just like, I know this is from a metal. I guess you have to really, I guess if my whole thing was mixology (laughs) or something, I get it, but it isn't. So then I would be like, (laughs) who do you think I am? Right. Do There's I have a fedora out. on? Right. I do not. There's some guy out in a fedora right now who's like, what's up? It sounds great. I actually have a metal. But in a way, <laughs> look, if that's your shit, go ahead. You know what I mean? For Model me, it. That's a person, you know. Model it. There's also like a joint rolling machine in there. I just don't look. I don't respect you I don't. Yeah, machine. Don't do that. They're already taking our jobs. <laughs> Man. Don't. don't keep, keep somebody, keep that homie employed in your circle who does all the rolls. Unless you have OCD and you want them to be, all be perfectly round, in which case, like, In which case, it. you know, I'm a perfectionist and it took me years of rolling. To then master it, and then you like, yes. then it, then that becomes the process you fall in love with. Mm. That's exactly. how you have the feeling of being alive. Oh, that nourishes your soul. Fucking yeah. new booty smokers going to Lowell's trying to roll cigarettes Ugh, by please. themselves. No, I Can't never successfully roll rolled a joint. a joint in my like. I've tried, and it does not. Would you ever do that thing where you well. you got so frustrated you start tearing it up midway, like fucking stupid? I've done that before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. totally done that before. Where it's like almost perfect, and then it starts ripping. You like you son of a bitch. Fucking, fuck it. Fucking, I didn't know what you were anyway. We'll do it live. And then it's like half. Have you ever tried to like bend through that and then try to glue it back together? We're like, I could patch it. No, nah, it's typically I, I just go fuck it, it, fuck it, and I just put it back in the grinder, and I'm yeah. like, here we go. 
the uh, whole thing, including the paper. <laughs> yeah, just grind, <laughs> grind the paper that up. This is what I deserve. Fuck it, I don't <laughs> care. Yeah, I think part of, it's really terrible when you roll too tight. Because mm. it looks good, and you're like, oh, this is it. And then you're like, <laughs> like all resin at the back. Okay. Yeah, cutting the back off. And yeah. Then just getting a Just try and roll it in your fingers loose, and it doesn't work. No, it's, it's like the, right the super time. squishy from that episode where Bart and Milhouse try and drink the <laughs> super squishy, yeah. and he's like sucking too, on it. It's like cement. <laughs> My head. Glasses fall off. One thing uh, that made me realize like how much less cool I was than my dad is one of his friends told me that when he was a teenager, he was known for being able to drive while rolling a joint with the other hand, oh, like and right, rolling right, like an amazing right. joint. Yeah, it's super dad lore. Like yeah. every seventies dad, like my dad said that too. Until I actually watched him do it, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh shit, yeah. it's real." They're like Edward Scissorhands would have done a better job yeah. rolling this shit up. But it's so true. Like every family has like that one guy where you're yeah. like, "That was the dude, man. That yeah. was the dude that had the most sauce in your family." Yeah, it's like fuck. And now you're like, "Ooh, the sauce has dried up." Mm. Yeah, the sauce. The sauce is dehydrated so like that caviar. Yeah, stuck to the bottom of the pan. But it's been on too long, and it's, you've, you've ruined the pot. That's right. Gotta get that water. Uh, <laughs> all right. Wait, they have a Yayoi Kusama pumpkin you could buy on here. Yeah. Like a fucking Hell original yeah, artwork. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. I just don't understand. I, I guess it's, I don't understand having that much disposable. I think it's just, it's like, you know, like when people look at the Rob report and shit, being like, yeah. this is how the wealthy do it. Meanwhile, I will, and this is why I will continue to defend the wealthy. Right. One day, I want to have a two hundred dollars joint rolling. This machine. is why we need Michael Bloomberg, guys. Hell yeah. Otherwise, Facts. where, where, who's gonna buy these things? Yeah, and I mean, look, now that he gave that really tepid uh, apology for stopping Frisk, I guess I was forgiven. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And Miles, impeachment. Uh, there's some rumors going around that Trump might <laughs> might get impeached. Might speak. I don't know, man. Well, yeah. Well, testify. first he was saying, you know, I'll think about it very deeply, and then maybe I'll do something written, mm. a lie with words, because I don't know how to talk <laughs> them. I'll be caught in all my contradictions. Right. Uh, th- I mean, obviously, I think that's just total nonsense. He but. won't do it. <laughs> I think it's just good because that adds another log to the fire so we can not look directly into the impeachment flames. Right. Um, but because right now, uh, today, Tuesday, we will have heard the testimony of Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, mm. uh, who is like the NSC's Ukraine expert. Like yeah. the dude who is like, everything the U.S. government is doing that relates to Ukraine, I know about because that mm. is my fucking gig. So he will probably have a lot to say. Um, and then Williams is an aide to Vice President Pence, who also listened to the call and said it was unusual. Yeah, but I'm told that she's a total hack who yeah. just should go back to her Yo, job. Yo, Marie and- Ivanovich got a standing ovation at a jazz club over the weekend. I know that Did sounds like really? an absurd fucking wow. thing. That's fucking but dope, Also, like, shout out to her. I like she's at a jazz club. She's yeah, like, she's like, this shit's heavy. Yeah. I need to go sit in she's a like, smoky room and listen to something sad. Twist up a backwood real quick. Man. I can't <laughs> fucking deal with this. I need to listen to Giant Steps. I need um, some and then Wednesday, so I think, you know, and then Kurt Volker and Tim Morrison will also be speaking, but I think Vinman is going to be a really big well, person to watch. And then Sondland, Gordon Sondland on Wednesday, because he's the dude who's been like, oopsie daisy, lying like crazy type right. shit all the time. Yeah, so, I mean, he's had to correct himself a couple times. Right? Yes. And then with Bill Taylor saying, my staffers heard this motherfucker on the phone with Trump right. talking about these investigations. Yeah, he's going to have to answer that. Or will he? 
I mean, I don't know. so Tim Morrison is like the defense's key witness, right? Like that's the dude who uh, I think said that he didn't think the call was immediately inappropriate, inappropriate yeah. mm-hmm. and like that's the best the Republicans have to point yeah. to. You, they have a dude's opinion, a dude's opinion, <laughs> who's, and it's and it's not like I thought it was totally innocent. It was at the time like it didn't really freak dude, me I out. Don't know. Yeah, it seemed whatever. I, yeah. so, Is that right? Oh hell no, I would never do that. That's fucked up. That's right? I will say. Yeah, yeah. But then he did confirm like other things though. So yes. aside from his opinion, yeah. it lines up with everything else. He just it's maybe, just they're really uh, reaching. They yeah. they really need a win. I feel like. Yeah, and then we have uh, Laura Cooper, David Hale. Like it's another de- deputy uh, defense secretary. And then Fiona Hill will be Thursday. It's going to be a busy week, guys. Uh, so hope, yeah, we, we can... will be double publishing again this yeah, week. Double pump. Uh, double pump double pumping. Uh, no, that sounds weird, too. Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah, it was more of a basketball phrase that got weird. Yeah. <laughs> double pump 360 windmill. Double pump 360 men will. Men will. Oh, boy. That's, what, that's actually my order at Starbucks. Uh, <laughs> it's like a double pump 360 unicorn windmill. latte windmill. And then all you do is you take the drink and then you do that into the garbage can. <laughs> right? You just throw it <laughs> They're like, God damn, bro. Dominique. Yeah, they're right. like, we could have given you an empty cup. You yeah. got all this frappuccino um, everywhere. What is that drink? <laughs> uh, but... Let's let's talk about uh, the other concern uh, regarding the president. His health uh, oh, no. apparently made an unexpected trip to the hospital on Saturday yeah. to uh, yeah visit someone who <laughs> went through a surgery. He says he was like oh, I visited uh, someone from Iraq who was going through a surgery. Oh, okay. And also phase one of my physical. annual physical. Like first of all, phase one. Yo, <laughs> phase this screams of something was two. wrong with his dick, and he was too embarrassed. That's mm. the oh, only reason why men go to the freaking hospital <laughs> as a surprise, and then are weird about it and try to make it sound like it's normal. Like, yeah, you normally go for the first part of your physical. What happened to your dick over the weekend, sir? <laughs> his like, dick wasn't working. He's like, yeah, he's in a surgery, I mean, and I can have him look at my balls and tell me if these are infected. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't the president like have doctors who come to the White House and just like give him his physical while he's like, no, well they do it at Walter Reed. They do. Yeah, yeah, cuz they want it to be official or whatever. So, the thing that's interesting is like it was complete if it was his physical, it's completely out of like it was not following yeah. protocol. He just had his other his annual 9 months ago. I'm okay. telling you. I mean, I would like also to like he would ignore something really terrible. He's like I get this weird pain in my, my arm. Heart, yeah. Right. And my chest feels tight. And it's but all my black. Dick. But my hold dick. on, hold on, my dick though. It's redder than normal. <laughs> well, what about the <laughs> other thing you're saying? I don't care about that. Yeah. my dick. No. What's wrong with it? Does it normally shrink like this? It's stuck <laughs> inside me. Normally when I'm excited, it comes out a little bit. Just a little bit. I but have he, not seen the tip. <laughs> not even the tip, sir. He has gone for, you know, they were saying if you went um, to the hospital for two hours, that's got to say something. Because his last physical was three hours. So a lot, you know, this has caused all kinds of speculation. If you listen to the White House, they're like, oh, my God, he's so healthy. He actually shamed the doctor for not being healthy enough. Right. And he was like, actually, I need to go because if this is how you treat yourself, I can't trust your medical right. opinion. He's um, like, the McRib is available somewhere. It's Still, back. I've got it's to back. get there. The doctor actually <laughs> called him in because he wanted to learn things from his exactly. physical <laughs> specimen. Yeah, it was an emergency consultation with a doctor. Yeah, holy what? shit. What's your secret, Trump? Look at this man's heart. Um, and then, you know, one Democratic political strategist, again, everyone started speculating, but he's like, Here's what I think. Mm. He's going to resign and use a health reason to do it so it feels like an out that doesn't have to harm his ego. 
And then he can also claim betrayal from within his own administration through this impeachment thing. And that's what it is. Like, look, I can't do it. They're trying to bring me down. Also, my dick. <laughs> I, yeah. My dick is so sad. It's, it's making me consider looking weak to the right. liberals. I, I don't think so. I think he'd rather honestly be like, no, I don't. Till the I wheels just, come off. Right. Till the freaking wheels come yeah. off. Like, I yeah. think people assume that he is like other people and that, like, exactly. conflict wears him down. Exactly. And, like, being the, at the center of, like, this, uh, and t- this is, like, hard on him. But I think he goes toward, like, he craves that shit. He craves being, like, uh, up at three in the morning just writing mean emails about an intern for Pence. Right, like, right, right. Like, oh, I'm going to fucking He's, burn that uh, little. <laughs> She's going to go through some things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Uh, Joe Biden, uh, our next president. Elderly news. Probably. Uh, oh, fuck. Oh, Christ. my God. Uh, he was <laughs> at an event in Las Vegas uh, where, by the way, weed is legal, uh, and he decided to let everyone know, you know, how how he felt about marijuana. How with it he is. Yeah. yeah he's up. He's up. Uh, Think about it. Think, Think about, about it, kids. Bro. Think about it, kids. This is what he says because they're asking about him. You know, a lot of other candidates like I will fucking legalize that shit on day one. Right. Like let's just fucking let's just end that there. Right. He is saying the truth of the matter is there's not nearly been enough evidence that has been acquired as to whether or not weed and I just editorialized there is a gateway drug. He goes on to say, quote, it's a debate and I want a lot more before I legalize it nationally. I want to make sure we know a lot more about the science behind it. I mean, I think that's the world's greatest play at just getting free weed. He's like, I don't know. Got to do some research. I should do some research. (laughs) Maybe everybody just send some of this free weed my way. I can sit down and get to the bottom of this. Do I want heroin or do I want nachos? And what's the difference between shatter, butter, sauce, sugar, I don't know. Just tell me about it. Maybe Puff Cook send me a peek. I don't know. I just need to do some research. Send it over. (laughs) But he does say he's, he's open to decriminalization. Hmm. And then also uh, goes on to just say, like, the states, look, if they want to figure out what they want to do, then do it. But at a federal level, mm, I don't know. He sounds high. He's not making any sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, there's plenty of research that says they cannot find a connection as if weed is, like, the gateway to suddenly listening to jazz music and becoming a communist. Right. Which I'm surprised he didn't say. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. That's exactly. Yeah. He's like, the next thing you know, your daughter's in Harlem. The pamphlet that's been in his pocket since 1922. Right. Is that's exactly right. When he's like, the Latinos are smoking the (laughs) the devil weed. The crazy loco. The scariest invader from the southern border. Yeah. Mary Jane, the kids call it. But also by polyester. (laughs) Because these hemp ropes are pretty fucking strong, but we're working on polyester too. But I mean, the main thing is decriminalization, right? Yes. Like that's what needs to happen. Is Bottom there anybody line. who's like decriminalized but don't legalize it? Is that like that's true? That's what I mean. That's what Biden's saying. That's what Biden's saying. Yeah. Okay. Which He's again, like, you shouldn't go to jail for possession. That shouldn't be a crime. Then it should be legal. It's like yeah, the two what's go, the like, what are you talking about, old yeah. man? Like, do you know what you're talking about? Well, he yeah. Hey, they're gonna make you loopy and spooky. <laughs> well, and then it's also like the decriminalization is like, is it like retroactive? Right. right? And that's is what this, you really need. That's the danger zone. That's why people are against decriminalization. Are you okay with right. freeing all those people you put in jail through yeah. your policies? Exactly. And then he, it's funny because that's an opportunity for him to be like, yeah, I love the war on drugs. Yeah. But like, let me, you have a moment here to be like, yo, that was so fucked up. We, we shouldn't have. We put generations of men away. Yeah. Yes. Like, and women. Like He's somebody who needs to come extra correct about like, you know. Come on. It could be like Bloomberg and be and like. like Read from a fucking sheet of paper and be like, <laughs> I realize for black and Latino communities, mm. stop and frisk was mm. bad. 
And you know what? I'm so, I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Y'all think I mean it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It was a you know he even he took a he took a moment to try and reverse a negative, but you know. Biden, he's still, oh man, he's still looking good in the, the polls, though. Yeah, he's still up there. Mm-hmm. Trump. Yeah. He's the president, apparently. Uh, he is. I just actually want to say, the whole thing when we were talking about why he may or may not quit, like, he does have a pattern, right, where he knows it, when it's, the jig is up, he doesn't like to take L's like right. that. True. He really doesn't. True. And so he will find ways to be like, well, that's really not what that was. Or right. like, I actually, had to, I actually had to rage quit because of this. And Louisiana... Was kind of looking at this thing that he's been doing the last couple governor's elections. So in um, uh, was it Kentucky with Matt Bevin running for governor? Right. Trump showed up and was like, "They're gonna say it was a, it was the worst loss ever. Yeah. Don't do that to me. Yeah, don't do and that. And then I need you. Sure, sure enough, motherfucker lost. Right. And then he said, "Well, the whole thing was he. I, I actually he, he was down thirty from, points. Yeah. I got him. I got him like twenty points. That's yeah. what happened. But it's like no, the race was just a little bit more competitive. I don't know yeah. if you can say." You did that, yeah. and L is still an L. Yeah. Right. Um, and then last week, uh, Louisiana, he was uh, stumping for Eddie Rasponi, uh, who was, like I think, 22 points down or something. Right. And then Trump came through and did the same thing where he was begging the people, don't embarrass me, and this is what he said. We elected everybody. The governor got brought up in a few short days, 19 points. I went, we made a speech, the whole ticket was there, everybody won big, governor's a really good guy, but 19 points is a big thing, and he lost by just a few thousand votes, and the headlines the next day, Trump took a loss, I lift him up a lot. So Trump took a loss, you gotta give me a big win, please, okay? (laughs) Okay. Okay. Okay, spank me with this Forbes magazine, okay? Okay, okay, okay. I mean, uh, is it true that the dude was losing and then Trump focused his energy? Well, it's not. You can't. It's the math is different. You can't say like because he was this far behind in a poll that him being there yeah. gave him a 22 points. So it just doesn't work like that. Right. But I think that's sure it was a competitive race. But at the end of the day, you could you can hang your hat on or you hang your toupee or wig or whatever <laughs> on some shit like I went there and the motherfucker won. Right. Despite being 20 points down. Right. That's how fucking strong the brand is. Yeah. yeah. And, and the thing that everybody keeps saying about Kentucky and everybody, by everybody, I mean Donald Trump Jr. and Donald Trump, uh, is that, well, everybody on the ticket won. And it's like, yeah, no, that is the baseline is Republicans win in the South. Yeah, like, right. right. That's it, all Republicans win. And the one dude that you were stumping for did Lost. not win. Right. Same in Louisiana. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know that it necessarily means anything other than that like these dudes are incredibly unpopular politicians or slash popular politicians. Well, and also when you look at it, those losses all came because the suburbs have abandoned it. Right. So mm-hmm. it might be a part of a bigger trend. It's a yeah, exactly. And I think that's really what it those people came out for him in 2016, but now through the midterms and these other elections, exactly. we're seeing like, mm, maybe not. Right. Um, but still, everybody needs to get the fuck out and vote. Um, the thing that Steve Scalise went on Fox to basically try and nurse, you know, tend to the president's ego wounds right. and just said what he said was he'd made uh, was he'd be made to look bad whether he came uh, in the state or not, basically. Right. And Eddie Rasponi made up a 22-point disadvantage over the last month because of President Trump's involvement. Clearly, President Trump's involvement made a big difference at helping close that massive gap. 
just not enough to get a uh, you know majority Proper of the votes. winning. Yeah, yeah. But that's cool. You know, do do what you got to do. We did a good job though. Yeah, right. I mean, almost, almost. Um, but it's Scalise funny. appeared oh. at a rally in was at that rally with Trump. By the way. Oh, great. Yeah. So so he saw it firsthand. Yeah. How so, little energy was in that room. Right. Great. <laughs> Except for the beginnings. I mean, shout Great. out to those political object. Those fans. Like the first ten minutes he got Yo. he's got y'all hooting and hollering. And then when you realize like, oh, this oh. man's just gonna talk at us for another ninety minutes. Yeah. This is, we're trying. Yeah. And then people go, yeah, The shit gets trying. less and less and then he has to like get him back. He's like, But what about the media back there? Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe it. Also, what's wrong with my dick? Anybody anybody <laughs> a doctor yeah. here? Um so when you talk about the suburbs though, you know, the big thing is that he's losing suburban women. And this vape thing was possibly a way to do well with concerned mothers who live in the suburbs because there was a lot of concern about jewels Hilarious. and vapes right. and these little kids. So Because little kids are coming home and they're saying, Mom, you know, they're, I not, they're not saying, Dad, I want to vape. No, they're saying, Ma, Ma, Ma exactly. I want to vape. And if, I mean, let's just let that echo in eternity one more time. What do you say? Innocent children. Innocent. And they're coming home and they're saying, Mom, I want to vape. And that's what. And there back then, he had that energy to say, and you know what? Maybe we need to get rid of some of these flavored vapes until people got to him. First, there were his own supporters who were like, President Trump, we support you, but we also vape, motherfucker. So don't get me fucked up. And dog, that blueberry haze yeah. is my shit. I need that Yankee Blue Dream or okay. whatever that is. I like um, bubblegum and yummy yummy. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so they say... Uh, a few lobbyists got to him. It says allies working for the vaping industry have told Mr. Trump uh, that battleground state polling of his own voters showed the issue of banning vapes was going to cost him support. Mm. One such poll was commissioned by John McLaughlin of Trump campaign's pollsters uh, for the Vapor Technology Association. Ooh. And they looked so at this these. This is a poll coming from Big Vape. Yes. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Sponsored by Big Vape. And yep. they are <laughs> telling him, hey, man, you come out anti vape. Uh-huh. You're, you're gonna lose like I don't know half of America. Like I don't know, like everything. It says that if you get rid of vapes, like someone might pull your hair off and you'll go to jail. <laughs> right, bro. Oh, this no. is vape town. Yeah, there could be like you know, like ghosts might haunt you forever. I don't know. Right. I don't know if you want. To. Oh no. And he's yeah. quick to sharks might like end up in your toilet if you do this. <laughs> I hate sharks, but yeah, I think again he was shown them from that that industry. This is going to cost you. But it's funny. I'm sure there's a lot of astroturfing going on, but there were, there was a thing where they were interviewing pissed off vape users who were like, get your, don't fucking come for my Get your vape hands juice. off my vapes. Yeah. Oh my God. So, I hey mean, man, the make vape America vape again. Damn. The uh, vaping community coming strong. Who knew they had so much power? Who knew the industry had so much power, right? I mean, I'm curious to know how much groundswell i'm sure people like if you're that's your shit because you see people walk around those gigantic batteries and i'm like oh that's that's you that's well, your like, life they say like the whole like vape modification people are like really into building those things yeah it's like a lightsaber yeah yeah and they yeah. have like conventions and stuff yeah like the all the comical like how vape can you vape bro dude like, i want to i, I do am you curious even vape, bro? can i get the i think i could get a big cloud going i see you those cloud even, contests have you, have you watched those videos yeah it's frightening it looks like like the, like a VMA performance, like the amount of fog. Like, well, and that's that's why I'm like, what are these kids vaping, and how tiny are their lungs? I know. Well, hey, they're probably doing exercise. They're cheating. Uh, but one thing I just want to talk about: prayers out to Pompeo. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mike prayers Pompeo, up. prayers up. Uh, just it seems like he is having a tough time. Uh, he's always been like he got to his position of power, uh, Secretary of State by 
just basically agreeing with whatever Trump said. Being Everything. like the most simple, straightforward sycophant possible. Yep. Just a like, rubber stamp. Yes, sir, every, whatever yeah. you say, sir. And now that that is sort of backfiring uh, on him, or or now that there is sort of some adversity in their relationship because all these people are coming out and testifying from the State Department for Pompeo. Yeah. 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 Like they are under Pompeo and Trump is not happy about that. He was saying something apparently at lunch. Like he's like, you got to rein your people in, man. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Getting fucking burned. And what the fuck is it? Why, Why is he getting burned? Does Pompeo just not give a shit about him? No, he just keeps saying, (laughs) this is what they said, this quote. It says, uh, Pompeo feels like he's getting a bunch of blame from the president and the White House uh, for having hired all these people who are turning against Trump. Uh, And then Trump feels that, quote, it's the State Department that is going to bring him down, so it's all Pompeo's fault. And Pompeo (laughs) feels like he is just basically under fire because of this. And it's true. I mean, like, it's been a nonstop parade of State Department officials talking that part right, right. To, the, to Congress and just saying like, yeah, this is what it is. I'm sorry. Do you need, do you have any other questions? I'm the most credible person you've ever had testifying. Right. Right. I'm going to get a standing O at a motherfucking jazz club later. today. <laughs> I'm going to head out. Yeah. yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, well, hopefully those two kids iron things out. Wow. I hate mean, to see it. This is the thing that's slowly. Everybody's like I said last time they're lifting their shirts. Showing they got that pistol on them, and like, don't fuck around, bro. You throw me under this bus. Me. Don't throw me under this motherfucking bus too, because I got some shit I can say too. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, again, it's uh, no honor among. Thieves. Wait, so in this case, that's Pompeo lifting a shirt. Well, I'm just showing? saying, like, we're starting to see everyone turn on each other. Right. Some people have been like, absolutely not, sir. Okay. Like with, like we said with Mulvaney, Julian. Like, I know too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Julian's like, I have an insurance policy. With I have this an insurance. And then his lawyer was like, he's kidding about that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Please <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't listen to him. He's geriatric. Yeah. <laughs> but in this case, Pompeo is just letting it be known. You know. Yeah. I think he's. I think what he's doing first is like. Come on, go easy on me. Right. And then if he hey, keeps it buddies. up, then he'll probably be like, man, fuck that dude. Right. And then, well, actually, no, there's probably one step between be easy on me and fuck that dude. But we'll, we'll, we're seeing that evolution. Yeah. I think that stop is this motherfucker right this here. This motherfucker for real? That's, you know, yeah. you stop and you're like, yeah. oh. Lev Parnas, that's I, the whole reason he he started talking because he was like, I don't know him at all. And he's like, is this motherfucker? He doesn't know. know me? What? Oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> Get the How fuck could you get, say that? Yeah, get PD on the phone. Right. Uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And we're back, and uh, now it's time to talk about hip-hop. Mm. Hip-hop. Rap. <laughs> the realist. The realist. Yeah. MCing. Wow. Mm. DJing. Turntablism. Uh, well, yeah. are Graffiti, we gonna talk about hip hop or rap? Because those are t- those are two different yeah, conversations. Yeah, yeah. One of them has four elements and one of them does it's not. What? Is this one? Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh never mind. <laughs> what about this goop thing, huh? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like more goop. Well, no, we were talking goop about gifts. it because I've I've seen a few docu- documentaries over the last couple weeks. One was from the Atlantic about hip hop in China. Mm-hmm. And another was from Vice, which, you know, in this very narrow instance was talking about uh, the rap, like the whole rap scene in Russia and how both of these are becoming like like the state is now paying attention because like these yeah. people got these kids turned the fuck up on some like fuck the establishment shit. Of course. And we need to actually start figuring this shit out. Yeah. A.K.A. repressing it. Yeah. 
And I mean, there's a like Nietzsche uh, talks about like there being wow. sort of master moralities and slave moralities, and like there are certain uh, you know structures of belief that uh, help the state like keep people in order and help them like rule people, and then there are the ones that are you know subvert that. And, you know, I've seen analyses of, like, Christianity being good for that because it just teaches you to kind of uh, turn the other cheek and uh, follow along. I mean, I don't think that's necessarily the only reading of Christianity, but that is a reading. And I think it's interesting to read rap and hip-hop as sort of a subversion uh, of that. Well, yeah, you think about a lot of the like big groups. They were first, like especially with gangster rap, just being right. like, "This is how it is for some people." Right, and people are like, "Oh my god, ugh, this yeah. is vulgar." It's like this is reality. Yeah. Well, and it's seen so many different colors, right? Like yeah. rap and hip hop has always been about storytelling, but it's a different shade of the story that is absolutely reflective of like the politicism of the times. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you think about like how rap was born in New York, that's very different than like, or hip hop was born in New York. Rather, yep. is very different than how gangster rap was born in Los Angeles. Right. 80s and the 90s yeah yeah yeah. like they're still using that same spirit and energy but it's focused in very different directions right it all depends on what your reality is and then you you sort of mold it yeah based on that yeah like the early shit is about just like hey like we're just doing this we're having a good time like it's very partying yeah and it's very reflective of like like island culture Mm -hmm. right Right. and so you have these people that like the whole idea of a sound system an idea of sort of like elongated street parties and not coming to New York, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? And taking that same concept and having everything be local and just being like rapping about what you see. Right. 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 Bringing in the community. So it's kind of part preaching, which is like kind of going to your Christianity thing. But then it always becomes a way to express yourself. Yeah. 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 And then it becomes this counterculture thing because of what it represents. It represents young people getting together that singularly may not have a voice, but then collectively have the ability not only to have a voice, but to be able to put rhythm to that voice, which carries, and then people sing that song and sing it louder, and the right. next thing you know, you have a whole motherfucking movement. Yeah. Right. So, of course, that's appealing to cultures, especially cultures that are traditionally in an area where you cannot be open. Yeah. And, like, it takes a minute because people aren't listening to music in the same way. Right, right, right. right. And if you create music in an under- underground economy and it's black market already. Right. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, oh, is this politicized because it's being sold and it's profitable in the black market or because of what it's saying or both? Right. Right. Which is like that in China, music industry is totally different. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, like certain rap being off limits because it had the parental guidance thing. And that Mm -hmm. is specifically a stamp of government disapproval. Yeah. That's like we need to put this on to protect you from it. Which and, only makes it more popular. Right, which made it so much doper. <laughs> That's why I knew I had a fucking dope dad because when all that stuff was happening around Luke, him and my uncle who were like record collectors and like really into music were like really into this whole debate and they went out and bought us, me and my cousins, two live crew records, two short <laughs> records. Like they came right, home yeah. with a stack of everything that had right. the freshly minted like parental expli- explicit yeah. lyrics and like, the Luke stuff. I remember watching Luke videos with my family, like as a child, and all Gather of around, this. Two life crew, y'all. Yeah, and be like, I'm watching like chicks and thongs twerking and being like, this is incredible. Like, this is so incredible. Because my parents and my dad, I'm like, he felt so strongly that, like, what can you censor? Oh, yeah. this is the government controlling you. You're not going to control my children. So I'm going to arm my children with like 
this right. counter message. Mm. And he totally gave us tapes and was like, go play it, play it loud. If an adult yells at you, let me know. Right. right. He was like waiting for it. He's Damn. like, let's see what happens. Yeah, please don't come like me on some Tipper Gore bullshit. Yeah. yeah. I, was yeah. Like, I, mean, a lot I will of... bump too short loud, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I feel like a lot of this is like stuff that people said about rock music being like the music of the kids and stuff. But I, I feel like a lot of rock is also very commodified and like, I don't know, like rap, I feel like if rap was as easy to commodify and like change the message of as rock, then like we'd have a completely different like hip hop landscape than we do right now. Well, let's also think about something that's fundamentally different between rock and between hip hop music. Rock is rock is largely made by and for white people. Mm -hmm. Right. Rip like rapid hip hop is done by people of color is done by most concernedly black people. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's probably a big issue like that in a place in other places that maybe are a little bit more xenophobic. There are places that are racist, like having your throngs of people also using music that was like brought to light by black people. Like that's probably another huge part of the issue. Right. Like, would it be so subversive if it was done by white people? Right. Or yeah, would it no, be just te sure. like, be like, Oh, it's for the youth. Right. Like would right, people right. have their hands up in arms about rap music if it was largely done by white people? Yeah. I don't right. think so. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, if it was, like followed the trajectory of rock music, like the Beastie Boys would have come out and then all rappers after that would have right. been white people. Exactly. And it would have been like songs about like, you know, asking your girl to the school dance or whatever. But, or that Miley Cyrus album. Right. Yeah. It would have been <laughs> Listen, there are some bangers, bangers on that album. Jay's on my feet. Jay's <laughs> on my feet. I went to Woo! that tour. It was fucking great. It was, was one it? of the most amazing things I've ever seen with my eyes. Wow. It was great. But it's so shame. She, shame she put the mic down. <laughs> it was great. I think she's a better singer than a rapper. So overall, though, like this is a movement that kind of came up and like kind of grew up outside of the system and outside of like resisted commodification in America. And now as it's being exported, like something about it seems like it just lends itself to those same anti-establishment ideals. And right. So that's happening in China, right? Yeah, with China, I mean, like, it started off being, like, forbidden. Right. Because it's coming from the West. Of course. So already people are smuggling it. And then from there, you're like, wait, what do you mean? You got that rap? You got that mm -hmm. rap? Got right. That rap. Yeah, yeah. And in the beginning, a lot of MCs apparently were rapping in English at yeah. first. And then they sort of were like, no, let's switch up the message a little bit. Um, and I think now with, like, the advent of, like, VPNs and things like that, rappers are starting to get, like, their music out. Um, but in this one documentary from The Atlantic, they were talking about certain rappers who have, well, essentially now, like, it's illegal to do, to be a rapper, essentially, or it's like very much frowned upon to do like, in this one, uh, this one part of the country, they were saying like, you know, if you're doing improvised performance, like you will be scrutinized, whatever hmm. the very uh, flowery language is. But when it comes to even Russia as well. It's been this thing where they've noticed a young population get really into it. They've tried to be like, they've either tried to stop concerts completely or both countries have also done this thing where they're like, okay, if we can't beat them, let's have them join us. Right. Right. Yeah. And that's where it's, and now like you're starting to seeing these things where people are like, yo, that's not hip hop because you are just doing what the state is telling you to do your, their version. Right. Um, where other people were like in Russia, they're like, let's do a contest for rap, but talk about like places to travel within Russia. Meanwhile, like some of these bigger artists, there's one guy called, I think, Husky. He like his concert was like they pulled the plug on the speakers. Yeah. They, and the cops are like, you're not performing. Because you got these kids turned the fuck up on some like, I want to be a machine gun to shoot off the face of the wealthy. 
right. type shit. And so when Hell he came yeah. out, they're like, you stopping my show? He got on top of a car and started being like, well, I'll do this shit acapella. Keep and people were screaming in the streets. They arrested him for hooliganism. Yeah. And like, this is kind of the thing. And then Putin has also said, you know, at like a round table of like thinkers and like the, you know, protectors of culture, but for the state was sort of like, okay, if we cannot stop them, we will guide them. Yeah. And tried to have these like very sort of like lame attempts to try and have like these like round table discussions with rappers. Most of them didn't go because they're like, nah, right. this is PR It's bullshit. whack. And yeah. like there was that rap single that was released that was all about how dope Russia is yeah. in Moscow and, uh, you know, how cool Putin all is. All stock footage too. And, yeah, <laughs> rap video. all stock footage and people, I I hope weren't feeling that. Like, I don't think it like immediately took off, right? No, those, though, no, they were laughing at them because yeah, th- there's an sure. option too where they've been incentivizing rappers to do more like pro-state rap right and i think and so people are like yo what the fuck is no no absolutely not like not when other people are trying to get arrested but there's there is this thing when you look at it like whether it's them there's another group of these young kids who talk about all kinds of issues they're more like a poppy uh rappy rock group um i think they're called best friends Mm. um and they dress up like it like just costumes and shit fun but they're the things they're talking about like you know sexual identity gender identity depression suicide these things that are like they're like yo this is what it's like to be a kid yeah like, and these kids come out in full force and like even then the you know the kremlin kind of looks at it they're like fuck like they've got all these kids like really kind of getting in touch with the ills of society disposition of power yeah it's very unsettling yeah. for a government that's used to having a stronghold i mean both of these governments we're talking about i mean china for sure you know edits and censors whatever comes into that country right you know what i mean like no media like there's not free media there yeah like in any way shape or form so it's like every piece of music every piece of video everything that they watch everything that's available on the internet has to be approved yeah so of course having a dissenting voice even if it's bubbling yeah and the idea that dissension is is okay and acceptable and is like you know under the guise of music that's threatening yeah that's yeah. super, super threatening. It's just interesting to see like how one thing like, you know, they'll try and stop all these other things from the West, like to enter their countries. But it's this power of like this music has people really like thinking or well, at least it, ultimately because of that like engaging like, that, like yeah. Russia, like Putin's smart. Be like, OK, well, how can I use this for me? You know right. what I mean? And I'm sure there's also like local companies that are record companies that are like, how can I monetize this? Right. How can I, I package this so that it's acceptable because it does have monetary value? Those kids, uh, like children between the ages of like 11 and 24, and I know that's not children on the on the other <laughs> side, but like 11 to 18, let's say, like those little motherfuckers, there's your streaming results right there. Yeah. Like those are kids that are just like have shit else to do besides I just want to listen to it. They get into something and listen to it all day long, right. every single day. Well, it's interesting when you see like in this one documentary, they were interviewing some fans outside of a show where they're like, this show could get broken up by the police. Like, I don't care. Right. They're like, because the lyrics, like they said, are the lyrics of this artist, like, are they representing what you believe? And these are ones being like, like the state fucked me. I'm dead inside. Like, yeah, 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 and they're yeah. like, yeah, that's pretty much They're it. speaking for me. <clears throat> wow. And then when you look at how, like, even before the show even started, like people just had their like Bluetooth speakers and were f- f- out their minds lit. Like right. it was, and it's, you can see, like when you see that energy, I'm sure at an, if you're running some kind of authoritarian government, you're like, 
Ooh. Right. Like, well, I mean, and also imagine the power of seeing that, though, being like 13, 14, 15, 16 and feeling like you have nothing ahead of you. Right. Feeling yeah. like all of your options are closed, feeling like you have to follow exactly the path that your brother, your sister, your mom, your grandma, you know what I mean? And yeah. then to have this sliver of moment, this sliver of hope. Yeah. This three minutes of listening to the song where you can actually that it exists and that you have access to it mm-hmm. let alone being amongst other people that must be i can't even imagine what that must feel like yeah but like, to feel the power of those energies and like oh there's a hundred other bodies here if we put all this energy together maybe we could do something sure. like that is compelling yeah. but back to like putin and china to, to trying to like co-opt the whole thing and mm-hmm. like bring it in line with like why don't we do a rap that is the equivalent of one of those Russian propaganda posters yeah. where right. like people are working hard in the fields. So that's the thing that I think is unique in these stories. Like so in China, they created a reality show that was like China raps and it was like China rap number 1 and the person who won that was then like national celebrity but because his lyrics like weren't in line with what they wanted they like started cracking down on him and then that became like the movement that ended up with them uh making the entire music genre illegal and so it just seems like like with when you think about like hillary clinton's 2016 campaign where there was like the like she did like all the lit memes like she did like the frozen challenge or whatever that challenge where the mannequin challenge, oh, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. You know, like the she it, did a mannequin challenge. With oh yeah, they did it on her like uh, campaign <gasps> oh, plane. Yikes! My spine just fell yikes. out. But but people were like, oh, that's so cool. So and, like cool, dude. she has hot sauce in her bag. Literally. It just feels Swag. like Ooh. a lot of other cultural forms uh, and media are able to be like subverted or like you know taken from like above and like turned to the. Uh, interests of the people in power but something about rap and just like it's foundational like myth and like what's hard to appropriate for it's the really state in it a way it's believable it, right yeah. yeah yeah like there's something about authenticity that like goes back to not just its origin story but like what is exciting about listening to it like the visceral experience of listening to it right. like that i th- i think I, I don't know, guys. I think hip hop has really tapped into something. I think it's I think it's gonna last for another couple of years. I think we might hear about you it for a while. Heard it here <laughs> heard it first. Get it tied Rap has got legs, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it's got legs. I thought it was gonna be a rap in eighty eight. Uh you know what? Somebody somebody might be able to manage a career. Yeah. All right. Somebody might be able to do something with this thing. You know? Maybe. Yeah. Thirty it's, years. I'm 40 curious years. to see if that you know what what the next evolutions are because it seems like it's you know there's this uh, there's this something about the self-expression part that people really like. I mean, as it is, people still don't really like happy rap, myself included. Yeah, it like, depends. Like I don't really like if I can. I I say this all the time, and people laugh at me when I say it. But it's like I don't like a rapper if I can hear him smiling while he raps. So you don't like Chance right. the rapper? Hey, Chance. Yeah. He's too happy, too smiling, feel yeah, too much like, joy. Yeah, like my wife. Yeah, ah, exactly. He's like, ah, I'm well adjusted. Like yeah. I just no, I don't, I don't like <laughs> yeah, it. Like, you need a little I wanna... bit like I got abandonment issues. My only friend is a pit bull. Yeah, <laughs> like Kevin Gates is out of his mother loving mind, yeah. but I do like to listen to him rap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there are some rappers out there where yeah, there's something you. It helps you deal with your own shit when you yeah. like scream rapping someone else's verse out. And I think that's what that's the power. 
Right. But now it's emo rap. Like a lot of the younger kids like the more emo shit, but it's still kind of operating on the yeah. same thing. It's never like, hey, my mom was pretty chill. My dad hugged me. Like, <laughs> right. yeah. It's also like, I just do Xanax all day. It's right. all dark, bruh. I it's, got all the tapes I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is confusing to me. It's too. still tapping into something that is not like going to be state sanctioned or yes. anything official sanctioned. It's right. like tapping into something that is pain and struggle. And Melania you know, is like, hidden. I would like to do a song with Lil Zan. <laughs> <laughs> be best. I do. I don't know. I uh, <laughs> Lil Zan X Melania collab. <laughs> I do want to hear more from Freddie Gibbs, though. Like, I love Freddie Gibbs is one of my favorite rappers, hands down. Yeah. He is a beast. Anytime he's taking his shirt off and rapping, like, I want to be there. It's just <laughs> your the Your eyes rolled thing. back into your head <laughs> right now. Oh, my God, no. It's because I just pictured it in my head. I was like, oh, that's right. It's such a beautiful thing. Uh, but the man can rap his ass off. But uh, his shout outs to his Instagram stories. If you do not follow oh, Freddie shit's Gibbs. Oh, funny, yeah. Especially like when you see him watching random YouTube videos from like it so is. long ago and you're like, what is this dude doing? And like, you're like, this is so good. Yeah. Like I know I said I don't like to like listen to rappers that I can hear smile. Like I can't hear him smile when he raps, but all he does is smile and laugh on his Instagram stories and it makes me so happy. Like yeah. I want him to provide like it's just it's great. Need a balance. <sighs> so good. So shout outs to, to Freddie for yeah. keeping it real, for being a real one. Lydia. Speaking yes. of real ones, it's been a pleasure having you Thanks. on the Daily Zeitgeist. It's been fun being here. Uh, where can people find you and follow you? Sure. Uh, on Twitter, at Hater Tuesday. On Instagram, at Hater Tuesday. My website is LydiaPopovich.com. Those are the best places to find me. Come out there. Follow me on Twitter. Come see me in real life. Hey. I'm, uh, I'm all over the world telling jokes. You got any shows time. coming up? Um, yeah, I think so. I don't remember, though. All right. Check the oh. website. Yeah, check. That's a Pull bet. up. Pull up. Uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? You know what? I wrote it down because I didn't want to forget and I didn't want wow. to go through my phone. Oh, wow. A transposed, a transcripted yeah. an old, tweet. An old, like, like it, wow. that's paper, kids. What is that? That's paper. I is know. Is that weird money our I grandparents know, it's used weird. to use? Um, so this is a tweet of my friend Todd Masterson and it went viral last week and it made me laugh and really happy. I it said I... this. My husband, a 36-year-old adult man, thought reindeer were a fictional animal made up for storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> And he's the smartest person I've met. Oh. <laughs> Trump might win again, you guys. <laughs> um, shout outs to Todd for that very That's funny amazing. tweet. Oh, uh, and Randy. also shout outs to his Instagram account called Gay Fat Friend, which is one of the funniest shits I've ever seen in a while. <laughs> which basically just him photoshopping himself into super twinky skinny gays having great times. <laughs> and then it's just him fat waving in the back like, hey guys. <laughs> and it's so fucking funny. So do yourself uh, a favor and look at it because it is truly uh, one of the most simple and funniest things. Works of art. I've seen in a long time. Shout outs to him. He's a very funny man. Yeah. That's hilarious. Miles, where can people find you? You can find me and follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. And also my new podcast, 420 Day Fiance. Yes. Where when I, am I going to be uh, on Yeah, it? I will soon. Uh, me, Sophia Alexandra, you know, we talk about our favorite reality show, 90 Day Fiance, uh, in a, we're high. Uh, so <laughs> some tweets I like. First, from the Kid Merrill, because uh, Kanye West tweeted a picture of him and Dr. Dre. It said, yay and Dre, Jesus is King, part two coming soon. And uh, Mero said, drop in the same day as Detox. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> we'll see that one. And then another one is from uh, at Laura Frimani. It's just like, it's a random account, but it just tweeted one of these videos. It says, I'm weak, LMAO. It's a video of these friends in a backyard 
just throwing up children's play toys as high as they can and being like, well, if it hits one of us, which, which, right. that's what it is. The camera's on the ground. They're, they've all They're got all their facing heads up, around, throwing up facing tricycles, the brooms. And then throw something behind them and just, it's like, which one is it? Which one of us is it going to hit? Even that's one of those stupid. little tykes injection molded chairs that everybody knows from day, uh, preschools. Oh yeah, it's just a stupid, I don't that's know so why. Funny. It's just, it's like stupid ass fun I had yeah, when man. I was 14. It's like, we exactly. might get hurt and get a it's concussion. Like, see what happens. Yeah. If, if when I was permanently blacked out for a year in college, I also had kids at that time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like that's, You're like, let's throw all this kid shit in the air. <laughs> right, exactly. I'll take a fucking little Tykes basketball hoop to the fucking dome. Uh, some tweets I've been enjoying. Did you give your Twitter handle? Yes. Oh, yeah. Miles of Gray. Yeah, they are. Okay. You know, you know what cool, it is. Cool. Y'all know what it is. Uh, a couple tweets I've been enjoying. Dylan Galula tweeted, refusing to look at my car's backup camera as I park. It's not cinema, I hiss. I'm getting angry now. Uh, Luke Mones tweeted, every flight they're like, listen, we built the plane for 300 people and eight bags. We goofed. We need some volunteers to throw all their stuff away. <laughs> Uh, One day I hope I have enough time to be that hero I and know. be like, yo, give me that $1,000 voucher yeah. uh, right now. I'm only going Burbank to Oakland, but give me that voucher. Yeah. I used to say I've never been that person and I've never been in an airport where like I get to my concourse and it's like right there. Like my gate is right there. It's, it's always, always like at yet, the, the very, end. very end. But then That's your I had a I had a experience where I was the gate that was right there. Man, uh, there's something I remember. I was on a flight recently. This dude got up so quick when they offered the voucher. I was like, "You sir, have a you must be retired." Yeah, he's like, "I have literally he's nowhere like, or to be." Or right I just now. don't want to see my family. Yeah, and I'll be like, "I don't know, flight got delayed." Can't make it. Then he's got, got secret trip time. money on the side that his wife doesn't know about. Uh oh. <laughs> got to make another trip to San Francisco, honey. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Be two, three days this time. <laughs> Folsom Street Fair this weekend. I don't know what is that. Late September. <laughs> also, one more. Let. Tweeted, you glance at a white girl's notebook in class, and there she is just drawing a single eye. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to do that too. Oh, wow. yeah. But do it so well. Yeah, you know, you yeah, get that little yeah, reflection. Yeah, that little fucking reflection. got me. Mm. Wow, I feel like every fucking library I've ever been to yeah, in college yeah. had that shit going on. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Wow, wow. That's wow. one of those that's one of those straight to the heart tweets. Damn. Mm. Uh, you can find Ooh. me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and our website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we lake off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as the song we ride out on. Miles, what's that going to be today? This is a track by Orion's Son, and it's called Stretch. And it's got like, I don't know, it's like, it, it sounds like a like a R&B song that could have been made in like 92. Too, mm. But it's clearly made now with a little more modern swag on it. Mm. But you can just tell from like the drum loop, it's very much like uh, like Eric B and Rakim. So I don't know. It's okay. got it's got like I, I, look. I was feeling like I was in the past and the future at the same time. I think that's why I really like this song. Uh, and it's just a you know just enjoy it. It's called Stretch. Stretch. Orion Sun. Also my nickname for tall people. Stretch. What's hey, up, how about stretch? you, Stretch? <laughs> not not shorty. Yeah. Right. Joe Biden play cards also, on the weekend. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Also, I have one of those buddy? press caps yeah. on. Yeah. Uh, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are given away for free. That is going to do it for today. We will be back this afternoon with more podcasts on our trip.
trending zeitgeist. Uh, we'll talk to you then. Bye. The final things in life.